Hi, I'm Eric Reason, the president of the North American Lutheran Seminary. We have a reading from the Gospel of St. Mark, uh, the fourth and into the fifth chapters. It's a little longer reading. They came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? He replied, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, send us to the pigs. Let us enter them. So he gave them permission. and The unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. And the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. The herdsmen fled and told it in the city and in the country. And people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the man who had had the legion sitting there, clothed and in his right mind. They were afraid. And those who had seen it described to them what had happened to the demon-possessed man and to the pigs. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from the region, and he was getting into the boat. The man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. And he did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. Okay, this is a strange story. However, we live in a strange world. We live in a world that is a spiritual battleground. There are, for want of a better word, supernatural forces at work. Of course, there's also a lot of nonsense and superstition surrounding such things, but the reality of the supernatural and the reality of spiritual evil should not be doubted or rejected. Some would say that this poor man's problems were pathological, not spiritual. He was an unfortunate victim of some terrible mental illness. I'll let you decide the matter for yourself. However, I would encourage those who are interested in such things to read The People of the Lie, written by the late Scott Peck. 
He was a Case Western trained psychiatrist, and in his practice, he encountered the reality of the demonic. Very importantly, he makes a crucial distinction between demonic possession and mental illness. But rather than focusing on the demonic, which is always depressing, let's focus on the healing, the deliverance of this possessed man. What did his release from a legion of demons look like? There is one word I want to stress. After he is freed from the demonic, the formerly possessed man is described as being in his right mind. The word used here literally means that his mind was saved or healed. This man's mind had formerly been enslaved to a, a legion of dark and demonic thoughts which drove him deeper into himself and further from Christ. I want to repeat that. He was driven deeper into himself and further from Christ. He lived among the dead, separated from the living, cut himself with stones, shackled by dem demonic powers. He wanted nothing to do with Christ. Yet, Christ Jesus comes to break the shackles of his bondage and do the mercy of God. Of course, the story is bizarre, but maybe this is precisely the kind of story we need to hear in order for us to begin to understand both the power of the demonic and the mercy of God. So when we find ourselves like the man in our lesson after his exorcism, when we find ourselves clothed in community, sitting before Jesus, wanting to follow Jesus, and telling our neighbors about the mercy of God, then we are in our right minds, and we are free. This is what true freedom looks like, sitting in front of Jesus in community, a community of faith, telling others about God's mercy, all that God has done for us. The North American Lutheran Seminary is preparing leaders who understand the reality of spiritual conflict. Our culture is increasingly being driven deeper into the desires of the subjective self and further away from the objective truth of God. This leads to dark and dangerous places. There is Thank God. Good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ, proclaimed in the power of the Holy Spirit, saves us from captivity to the darkness of the demonic. The Holy Spirit brings us out of our inner darkness into the light of Christ, into the truth of God's love, goodness, and mercy. Let us pray. I give you thanks, Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, that you have protected me through the night from all harm and danger. I beseech you to keep me this day also from all sin and evil, that in all my thoughts, words, and deeds I may please you. 
Into your hands I commend my body and soul and all that is mine. Let your holy angels have charge of me. Let's make that our prayer this day and throughout Lent. Let us give thanks to our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, who has protected us from all danger and harm. Let us beseech him to keep us this day and every day from all sin and evil, that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds, we may please him as we commend ourselves, body and soul, to his care. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.